Good evening. It is always a privilege to stand here in front of you and to uh, bring the message of, of God. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, turn, uh, turn them please to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Uh, I'll be reading from verse 1. And we will not be reading uh, the whole story of it because um, I presume that all of you knows this story of, uh, on this passage, specifically on the birth of Jesus Christ. So that's uh, what we are uh, looking tonight. So Matthew chapter 2, I'll be reading, and if you're able, uh, I, requ I request you to please stand as we uh, give honor to the Word of God. In verse 1, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star and the, in the east and are come to worship him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we can once again uh, hear your word and uh, ponder upon uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. We thank you for... Uh, your word and giving us the free access. And I hope and, and pray there, Father, that you, you would give us grace and give us understanding as we look into your word. And Lord, I pray that you, your Holy Spirit will move us and, and by your grace, Lord, we will live according to your will. So bless our time now, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Please be seated. As you all know, it's December. I hope you know. But it's, it's almost Christmas. And uh, in fact, it's 24 days to go, and it will be Christmas time. And according to some people, it is the most wonderful time of the year. But why is that? Uh, it is because of traditions, uh, probably. And, and I know there's a lot of people have their own um, answers with regards to that question. But here are Christmas celebrations that you can, uh, you can be found in, you can find in some countries. I don't know if you know anything about Christmas celebration of uh, different countries, but I will give you some uh, of them based on the article written by Martinique Jobin. In Norway, brooms and cleaning items are all hidden uh, hidden away, and men fire their guns into the night on Christmas Eve in Norway. Now, why is that? Well, according to the ancient, ancient belief, this is prime time for witches and evil spirits to emerge. So that's why they had to do that. In Australia, uh, Christmas falls in summertime, as you all know, so it makes sense that they have barbecues. And of course, Instead of uh, reindeers, they have kangaroos. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, that's their Christmas tradition. And uh, Santa uh, swaps his uh, reindeer for six white boomers or kangaroos or even rides over the surfboard. In South America, uh, Africa, um, people there celebrate Christmas by eating plump, fuzzy caterpillars a.k.a. emperor moths. 
Okay, don't worry. They're all fried in oil. And so I believe it's okay. Um, I don't know about you, but I will not eat it. Um, in Ukraine, uh, they use uh, fake spider webs to cover their trees. And why? According to legend, a poor widower had no money to decorate the, uh, their family tree. And some friendly spiders were grief-stricken when they saw the widow and her crying children uh, in that night. Uh, uh, so at night, when everyone was asleep, they decorated a tree with, with their webs. In Philippines, you won't find uh, stockings hanging on the chimneys. And most of them are no, have no chimney. Um, instead, uh, kids will polish their shoes and leave them by the window sills. Uh, to, uh, so when the, they said the three kings walk by night, they'll leave, leave a present. So that's what it is. In Ireland, rather than milk and cookies for Santa, it's all about Christmas pudding. Uh, made with Guinness and Irish whiskey. Uh, no, I don't know what that. Uh, but in Japan, Japan, uh, many Japanese people in Christmas time go to one and only Kentucky Fried Chicken to get their grub on. Uh, because what's better than turkey and uh, roast chicken? Fried chicken. Okay, so uh, that's what they're doing. In Canada, and last year in Canada, this is, this, uh, there is an actual postal code used in, in Canada to send letters to the North Pole. And you know what it is? Their uh, postal code? Ho, ho, ho. H, zero, H, zero, H, zero. Unfortunately, since, since there is no centralized address, thousands of volunteers help the Canada Post to respond to the message received, even in Braille. So those are a few examples of uh, people celebrating their Christmas. But one thing that you have noticed, notice, and even I think most of them, or even all of them, have nothing to do with God. Is that right? No wonder that so many people around the world miss the meaning of the most straightforward birth of our Jesus Christ. Because we, uh, people replace today the meaning of the season. And we have replaced the beautiful and marvelous birth of the Creator God to traditions and gifts and events and gatherings and such. But um, let me tell you, there's nothing, there's no, no wrong when it comes to events, right? We do it uh, every season. It's, it's fun. It's, there's nothing to do with traditions. There's nothing to do with gifts. But of course, you, uh, you, this could be a diversion to the real meaning and very important person in, during Christmas time. And most people, because of that, they took away their focus and they celebrate uh, this season for themselves rather to honor Jesus Christ. And many people today missed why they celebrate Christmas. But let me suggest to you, and brothers and sisters, we should not forget that Jesus Christ is the real reason why we celebrate Christmas. 
He is the only one that and only person and God who he is God who um, we the reason why we celebrate uh, this season uh, especially this December um, but of course and so when realizing that there are a lot of people miss the meaning of Christmas but even in the Bible do you know that there are people miss uh, even in the time of the birth of Jesus Christ they miss Christmas also and that's uh, one thing that we will be talking about this evening and I want you to go in in the text that we have read now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king so the first person that we will be talking about this evening is Herod the king do you know Herod missed Christmas Herod the king missed Christmas Herod was the king of the land, uh, according to the Bible, he, he was the king of the land when he heard the news from wise men that their one had been born, that is called king of the Jews. Now the Bible says in verse 3, and when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. The word troubled means agitated, uh, restless. He has this inward a restlessness. Why? Because he knew that there's someone who is another king rather than him. And so he was really restless. Is that who is this king of the Jews? I'm the only one, and I'm the only king of the Jews. And so here we know that um, uh, uh, we can see Herod was really troubled when he heard this news now who is Herod by the way uh, well we know little about him the scriptures but in history Herod was an Edomian he is an Edomite now if you go back in Genesis the word of God says Esau is Edom now back in Genesis chapter 36 that's what um, um, Esau was introduced his another name to Edom. So you can see really who, uh, where he came from and what lineage he is. He's not in the lineage of Jacob, but he's in the lineage of Esau, the one that God had rejected because he rejected also his birthright. Now, what he did in order for him to be accepted by the Jews, he married a, uh, a, um, a woman named Marianne, a princess of Jewish Hasmonean house. And if you will go underneath with that history, Hasmonean people and the Herod lineage, are, they are constant battle with each other for power. So to make himself acceptable to the Jews that he now ruled, he married Marianne. And that's what he is. He is always jealous and felt threatened for his position and the power that he had. And another one for that is he is a great builder. That's why he is called Herod the Great. And also he was a murderer. He killed his wife. He killed her mother. And his two own sons 
so that no one will take his position. So that's how cruel Herod was. And then he ordered the slaughter in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, the slaughter of the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under. Five days before he, his death, he ordered his third son's execution so that no one can step in and took away his position, being the king of the Jews. But you know, even despite of those things that he had did, we have this idea, we have this truth here, and in this evening that Herod missed Christmas. Why? Because he had anxiety. A fear that someone will dethrone him. You know, a fear that someone will take his place to be a king of the Jews. For him, there's no other king than him, himself. That's, that's why he plotted and ordered the death of Jesus Christ. But the Bible says, and we all know, that he failed. And let me suggest to you that there are still Herods in our time. By, by, in our time today, many people miss Christmas because of the same mistake Herod did. And that is anxiety or that is fear. People are afraid to dethrone themselves. And that's what I'm pointing at. They're afraid to give their sins. They're afraid to give their plans. They're afraid to give up their life to the Lord. And they're, and they're afraid to do anything uh, for the Lord. And they're not willing to give up their life in exchange for Jesus Christ. And there are lots of people nowadays, um, they're, they're willing to, to live this life and have nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. They're afraid they're, they will do anything so that they can maintain their control over their lives. Now, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, he, he actually said this to his disciple. And if you, if you will see in the passage in Matthew 6, 24, you can put yourself into that context as well. Wherein he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That's why when we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, we put away ourselves, Not being in the throne, but we put Christ now in the throne of our life. And I'm afraid even Christians are afraid to put Christ being the, the, the uh, preeminent in their lives. Why? Because there are things that they, they hold so dear in their life and they don't want to give it up in exchange of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my friend, whether you are saved or not, let us be reminded that Jesus Christ has all the power and rights to be the king over your life and my life. He has to have all the rights for us to what to do. And if you're not saved, you know, if you're not saved, if you're here today and you're not saved, you can miss traditions, 
you can miss the gifts, you can miss the events, you can miss every family gatherings, but please don't miss the saving knowledge, the saving um, person, the saving power of Jesus Christ. The Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him and him alone. A lot of religions nowadays, uh, there are people who tries to do anything uh, except Christ. But the Bible will say that Jesus is the only way. If you are saved, I hope we can say like the Apostle Paul. You know, I, I think, you know, for my opinion, uh, the Apostle Paul is the one who, who lived an example life being a Christian in his uh, for me, is one of the greatest Christian ever lived and made an example for us all. And especially he, he penned these words in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith to the Son of God, because he realized this, who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's why no matter what he faces, uh, he faced, no matter, you know, uh, this happens here on earth, he will not exchange the things here on earth with, uh, with, with the Lord Jesus Christ. He will constantly focus and follow the Lord Jesus Christ as we evaluate ourselves as you evaluate yourself, is Jesus the king of your life? Now, it's not only Herod who missed Christmas during that time, but let me tell you, the second one is all the chief priests and the scribes missed Christmas. Now, let us go into verse 3. When Herod the king had heard these things, he, had uh, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the, are not, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. All the chief priests and the scribes missed Christmas. Now who are they? Chief priests consist of high priests and also captain of the temple guards. I call themselves watchdogs of the temple. Um, if you go and read the book of Acts, um, Peter and John always been troubled by these people. <laughs> they, they don't want to, be, uh, to preach Jesus Christ inside the temple, and that's why they always took uh, Peter and John. Uh, they're the ones who, who, um, who took them and, and lead them to the Sanhedrin. So the captain of the guards and other priests, most of the chief priests, were Sadducees. I will not go into the details of that, but, you know, Sadducees are anti-Christ. 
and the scribes were primarily Pharisees. You know, these two groups knew, based on their knowledge with the law and the prophets, knew where the Messiah would be born because they even cooked Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And there, in that passage, they knew where the Messiah would be born. For many years, the Jews are waiting for the coming of the Messiah. All the people, of all the people, they should be the most excited people when they've heard that the king of the Jew was born. Of all the people, they know the laws and the prophets. Even the Apostle Paul said that because he is a Pharisee also. So you see, they can't miss this great event that happened in their history. And the history there. But of course, we can see that all the chiefs and the scribes, what's their reaction? They have nothing to do with with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there you can find that um, um, with this priest and the scribes, they are unwilling to investigate if the news they've heard were real. It's actually just five miles away down south is Bethlehem from Jerusalem. And really you can see, even that's so close from where they are, they are not willing to check if their Messiah has been born. The priests and the scribes missed Christmas. Why? Because of their apathy and self-righteousness. And these people know the truth, but they don't care about it. As long as they follow the law, they would think on themselves they were good. Why? Because they are self-righteous. You remember when Jesus Christ ate with a tax collector and sinners? They are the ones that first reacted with that action of the Lord Jesus Christ and asked their disciple, his disciples that why your master ate with a tax collector and the sinners? Why? Because they're comparing themselves to, to the tax collector and the sinners. They are good. You know, they've, they've, they've questioned that to the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, many people missed Christmas because also of the same mistake of apathy and self-righteousness. Many don't realize that they are sinners. You know, uh, uh, as long as they fall, um, as long as they do good, they were okay. They don't think that they need a savior, Jesus Christ, and hence they will ignore Christ. But we all know Romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and so most people in the world believe that they were. They are good. But being good does not get you to heaven. Being knowledgeable, but even the whole Bible will not get you to heaven. 
being faithful here and attending the church will not give you, get you to heaven. And being, uh, doing good works, which is good, will not get you into heaven. Because it is only through, by grace, through faith, in the Lord Jesus Christ, wherein we will be saved. And that you will acknowledge that you are a sinner. You repented of your sin and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's where you will get saved. Not, not with self-righteousness. And most people in the world probably will get lost and even spend their eternity in hell because of thinking of the same thing. Many Christians today are, are contented of you know, just sitting down, listening, and have nothing to do with the work of the Lord. They don't give their tithes. They don't give to missions, don't read and pray, and don't, they don't serve the Lord. Why? Because of apathy. Apathy. And I still believe that as long as we live here on earth, we don't stop or retire serving the Lord. Is that right? Um, many uh, in our work, we have that retiring you know, age. But in serving the Lord, there's no retirement. Right? There's no retirement. We continue to serve the Lord. And when you say, well, how about those who are not you know, able to walk? Well, it, and you know there are people that even they're not here. You know, for example, our sister Heng. And he, uh, uh, you all know that he is a good prayer warrior. And you see, even in, in our sickness, even in our old age, we can still serve the Lord. And that's why there's no retirement. As long as we live here on earth, we should serve our Lord. We should not be like the chief priest. It had nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ because of their apathy. Herod missed Christmas. All the chief priests and scribes missed Christmas. On the, th the third person where I want you to, we will consider this evening, let's look, go into Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, and I'll be reading verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out of a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was the governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth his first, her, her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes 
and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, the third person who missed Christmas is the innkeeper. He was that close to experience and see the birth of the Creator. He is this close to see the marvelous you know, excitement and how, how Jesus Christ will be born, but he missed it. We are not sure why the innkeeper let this happen to someone who will, you know, be giving birth. Um, I don't know about you, if someone will knock on your door, and, oh, I need help. You know, he, um, that woman will be giving birth. What will be your reaction? You know, but this innkeeper, we know his reaction. Um, but I don't know why he would let that happen. But according to manners and customs of the Middle Eastern people, actually they are hospitable and very kind people, and especially to a woman. They will not let this happen to a woman, and they would always be in uh, show kindness to people. And nevertheless, the Bible says that Mary brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger. The the innkeeper missed Christmas because he is preoccupied with his business. And I believe that those who are in the inn are from the lineage of David also. But Mary and Joseph and the coming king of the Jews had no room in the inn. You know, are we like that innkeeper? And many, many people are filling themselves with things that do not even matter for eternity. They're preoccupied with things here on earth. And the world is filled with that. And Satan, the world, and yourself will always, you know, will always do things so that our focus will be diverted on what are the things that are worth eternal. Worth eternal. You know, Satan knows that he can, you know, take you away from the Lord. Because in John chapter 10, verse 29, God gave us an assurance that no man or no one can pluck us out, out of the Father's hand. When he gave us, to us eternal life, that is, uh, if we are saved, we are saved now to eternity. And we are, we are thankful for that assurance that God has given to us. But Satan will always keep our eyes away from the Lord. And the world is also doing that, and even ourselves. Um, people are busy doing their own business, their job, and we spend so much time on things here on earth that we, get, we forget the giver of life, the strength, the place that you have, the job that you have, the things, you know, you know, the clothing that you have, and all the things that 
people have, they don't even realize that it came from the Lord. People nowadays are preoccupied with the demands of life here on earth. And they forget to say even thank you to God because they just wake up. People nowadays are filled with unthankful hearts. And how, how sad it is that many people would spend in eternity. Why? Because um, in eternity in hell, because they've spent their whole life gaining or accumulating these things here on earth. And the Bible says that we came here into this world, what? With nothing. And we, we will leave in this earth with what? With nothing. With nothing. So even we spend our whole life gaining with, with material things and gaining with all these things that doesn't matter with, with the Lord and even in eternal, eternity, it was still people who are not saved will still end up in hell. But also how sad it is that so many Christians would lose their reward. Why? Because, they pers- because of their pursuit of wealth and fame here on earth. Herod missed Christmas. All the chief priests and the scribes missed Christmas. The innkeeper missed Christmas. The question is, will you also miss Christmas this year? If you're missing the reality of of Christmas in your life, why not you come to the altar tonight and ask God for, for help? And I hope and I pray that all of us here will spend our time meditating on what Jesus Christ has done unto us, what the Creator done for us. I'll give now the time to Pastor.